You're listening to Modern Dealership Magazine's In The Box Podcast. My name is Joey Little and thank you for joining me as I interview some of the hardest working people in automotive retail. Whether it's the people working at the dealership or those selling products to dealerships to help them sell more cars, you'll have them right here on Modern Dealership's In The Box Podcast. Do you have a suggestion on who we should interview? Email your suggestion to media at moderndealership.com. So another conversation for In The Box, this is a conversation that I had, uh, well, I previously had with uh, today's guest uh, about a year, a little over a year ago in Florida. Unfortunately, you know, that video or whatever we did down there, there's a lot of things that have changed since then, so it became your rotation to be featured on In The Box. I needed updated interview with Marissa Molner, the uh, red racer from New Jersey, because you've had changes in your life, correct? What's happening? Welcome. Absolutely. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, yeah, lots of changes. Um, I'm kind of turning over a new leaf in my 30s, kind of believing that if you don't put yourself in a difficult position every day or a difficult situation, uh, you're not going to be ready for what lies ahead in life. And uh, putting your, putting myself through a lot of challenges lately. So one of them being changing to a new dealership. So you went from selling what to now you're selling Mitsubishi's? I was selling Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram at um, in a store in New Jersey, about 20 minutes from my house. And now I make the 45-minute commute, and uh, I sell Mitsubishi's, where I used to have, what, how many cars for, between Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram? an endless amount, and fingers and toes you can count. And now with Mitsubishi, which has three or four vehicles. Why did you make that choice? What happened? What's going on? Well, a little bit of a couple of things. Um, I kind of felt like I was getting a stagnant at my dealership. I kind of learned, I hit a learning plateau. Um, the dealership I was at was... Upper Bergen County, if anyone knows about that, it's one of the most affluent areas in New Jersey or affluent counties. So going from an affluent county to one now where a lot of our clientele is, well, let's just say some of them are in Section 8. So it's a completely different credit-based community. The pro- All the steps are still there on the road to, you know, having a car burning gas, but the processes at this dealership kind of change around a little bit. So it's getting used to the new change in that sense, too. When I speak to dealers that have switched dealerships, a lot of it sounds like, you know, somebody who's gone from a relationship where they've ended a relationship with a significant other and then jumped into another relationship where it just seems like it's a honeymoon period. Um, what was it about the Mitsubishi dealership? What was it about going from a CDJR in an affluential neighborhood to a Mitsubishi dealership, and you got a lot of you know special finance? What 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 happened? What's I mean, you don't have to get into the details, but what makes somebody make that kind of choice? What what drove you over to the Mitsubishi store? Well, a little bit of it is I had a manager, Mr. Mike Arante. He's a good person to look up. Um, he actually. Doubled my paycheck, let's put it that way. He doubled my paycheck over in Ramsey, and he made the move. He used to work in this auto group. There's uh, five to seven different dealerships within the auto group. And um, he moved to this one, and I was learning a lot from him. And that was a big thing. I want to learn a lot from him. And so 
they brought me over here. They liked the social media and everything that I was doing. Um, the personal branding that you're doing for yourself, not for the dealership, correct? That is correct, yes. My own personal brand. And uh, they enjoyed what I was doing. They liked the, the different things, um, how I'd always think outside the box, work hard to make every deal happen, uh, find, you know, not necessarily loopholes, but uh, find another way to make something happen. What about this? What about that? And getting it done. Um, they appreciated those things I was doing at my old dealership. And now this dealership is, you know, we're talking about going down other avenues, not just being a salesperson. So I'm kind of looking and working towards a promotion where I don't feel that I would have got that at my other dealership. Speaking of your online presence and, and you know, promoting yourself, outside of selling cars, you are a race car driver. Now, yes. explain that to everybody listening or... And how so, long have you been uh, into it? What kind of cars are you driving? What's give me I'm I'm dumb when it comes to this. I know NHRA, funny car racing, just educate me. What are you doing, Marissa? All right. So I started back in two thousand five with racing. I had, believe it or not, a Mitsubishi. Uh, I had a Mitsubishi eclipse that I used to race down um up in Island, which is a little itty bitty drag race uh strip up in New Jersey. Then I ended up going and doing, getting into a couple different cars, Subarus, doing rally cross, road racing, autocross, and um, been doing that over the couple of years. I had a boyfriend that did top drags or drag racing, and if you want to talk about fast, try 224 miles an hour in 6.11 seconds. So It's, it's near the 330 miles an hour in under four seconds that the Autoler funny car, the Nitro funny car does, but I'll still give it to you. Because there's a lot more. You guys got to raise your own money, right? <laughs> Say again? You guys got to spend your own money, correct, when you're doing this? Or do you get yeah. sponsors when you're yeah. – Deep pockets. Deep pockets. I mean, it's more for the thrill. And, you know, um, everyone needs some sort of exhilaration and, uh, you know, needs some sort of high in our industry. So mine is racing. So uh, just seeing all that go by that fast, it's it, – uh, I didn't drive it. I they don't. My set doesn't hang long enough to uh, go that fast. But um, How, uh, what I do now, huh? How'd you get into it? Because you said you said you're just getting into your 30s, right? Or you're not? Yeah. Or you just turned 30? But you then just told me that you've been in racing since 2005. So that's been 13 years. So you were doing it when you were uh, a teenager. How did you get into the racing? Well, no one in my house tell you that. My mother is hysterical. She says uh, cars are a losing proposition. And um, my first boyfriend had a 72 Mustang that I learned how to parallel park with no power steering. And uh, that's where I started working on cars. And in high school, I believed everywhere we go, A to B, is in this area a vehicle. Four wheels and a steering wheel and an engine getting somewhere. So I wanted to know how to change my tire, how to change my oil, and then that became into I've done uh, upgrades on my brakes. I have a, a 92 Miata that I race currently. I did the brakes on that. I was able to do the radiator. And then this past weekend when I was racing, I actually, the car uh, overheated. And um, with the help of some of my friends and some parts, we were able to put it back together and fix it. 
and continued racing. But getting into it, it was all on my own. So you sell the cars, you can work on cars, and you race cars, uh, which I assume is also in your building cars. So you are uh, you consider yourself gearhead, I would assume. Yeah, I guess you could call me the trifecta. <laughs> what kind of pushback do you get uh, in the industry for being uh, being a, a, a gear, a techie type, you know, get under the hood type person, but also selling them, right? Do you, is there is there do you see any jealousy from from others or because because you're a young lady, right? We already have the stereotypes of of sometimes the women in the automotive industry. We've had, we've had articles with Modern Dealership Magazine uh, about some of the discrimination, but you've got to take it a step further because you're a gearhead as well. You're not just selling deals and closing deals and heels but you're also turning wrenches. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of funny. Um, you know, I'll get I'll get some pushback from customers, and it it, it helps break down the, the barrier of, um, like I had a gentleman go to me, what does this woman know about cars? She's wearing dresses and heels. What does she know about cars? And I go, well, uh, I just got third place this past weekend at the race, so what can I tell you about my car? And it and I hate to come at someone that way, but it's like you keep telling me I don't know what I'm talking about just by how I look. I mean, the reason my nails are painted is to hide the dirt and grime underneath. Did you? Uh, so it, <laughs> I assume I met your I met your boyfriend in Las Vegas. Um, you guys still hanging out together? You guys still going strong? And is he? Um, that? He does his own thing, but we definitely still race together. We're we're. I'm not in his class for competition, but maybe in the next two years I'll afford to have a little baby children on the Miata. He's a racer as well. I've got your picture. I don't know if you can see it, but I've got a picture that I found on your Facebook. It looks like a, a, a dog that's sitting on top of a blue Miata. Is that your race car? Yeah, that's my race car. That's my little Brooklyn. Yeah. She's my little co How often are you at the uh, racetrack racing? Um, I'm going for points this year, so every race there is that falls on a Sunday, uh, I'm there. Uh, with changing over to a new job, I can't do the road racing as much because that's a three-day event, so that would take me out of work on a Saturday, and I'm trying to kind of set my roots in here. How many cars so, are, are – how long have you been at the Mitsubishi dealership? Um, I started the – well, there's a technically not technically – so not technically the beginning of last month. Not technically. Um, I was there for maybe two weeks total for last month because then I went and did the trip to Vegas. I visited my folks in Myrtle Beach, surprised my mom for her birthday, and then uh, did a little cross-country drive and uh, then came back to work finally. So I, technically I only did two weeks and a half maybe the first month last month, and then this is my first full month here. How many cars on average were you uh, doing at the CDJR store, uh, new and used delivered? <clears throat> uh, really, it was like 14 to 18. Yeah. I was doing. And uh, are you expecting to kind of, Are you? is that a number you want to hit at the Mitsubishi store, or uh, is it definitely going to be a little bit, because it is a different brand, I don't know how many of your leads you have coming in or what you're working, uh, but you also said that you're looking at a different kind of uh, uh, path, and what's that path that you're looking at that you talked about uh, possibly could get you a promotion? So, I mean, yeah, that's just, what, three questions there in one? 
So the first That's one, I, I, I didn't out. think I didn't think I would be able to hit the numbers uh, I was at Chrysler because our small store. We're going from um, a store that sold 300 cars a month with 21 people on average to a store that has seven people and probably does about half of that. And um, it's a different brand. Like, in my mind, it's a little bit of a difficult sell. We are doing more pre-owned cars here, which is exciting in that sense because now I get to learn about all these different brands because I don't just say, oh, here's the keys, see the car, see you later. I actually do some research on the car so I can talk intelligently about the car to customers. Um, did I sell eight cars last month in the two weeks that I was there? Yeah. So that was exciting to see that it can be done. Um, man, imagine giving me another two weeks. It would it could have been 16 or more. Uh, this month is totally uh, a different kind of month. It's I'm not where I want to be, but I, I have to find a way to be okay with that and do more prospecting because the flow of traffic at a Mitsubishi dealership is not like one at a Chrysler store. So that's that. And as far as going for this promotion here, um, the special finance, I like the idea of getting into that because with every deal that I have, there, I try to I try to stay as positive as I can throughout the whole entire deal. That positivity actually gets two or three extra deals done in a month. And adding that to a special finance situation where, you know, I mean, some of the reasons why I'm not at the numbers that I'm at is I had to turn it over to, like, special finance and um, go down that route. But being able to do that, I have a big heart. I like helping people because it's not a up, it's not a lead, it's a human being. And that human being, you know, deserves the respect. And, you know, some people I see, they come across the board and they go, wow, he's got a 440 credit score. That's not a deal. That's not this. That's not that. And they get so negative about the credit score or they, they'll joke about the credit score. And it's like, yes. You are your number. Your credit score is what gets you approval from the bank or not. But you don't know if that guy has a dead uncle that he got an inheritance to and now the deal's going to look better or if they have a second cousin twice removed that's going to co-sign for him. You know, there, there's all that opportunity that some people just aren't seeking out. And I'm, I'm a pit bull when it comes to that. So I think that's the reason why I'm going to be up in line for promotion when they have the opening. So you, you gave me heck, you gave me pushback on me asking you three questions in one question, but then you responded by adding your own question to yourself that you ended up answering. So I'd like to commend you on doing four questions, four answers for yourself. <laughs> um, how, do you, how, does racing, how does racing help you sell cars, or does it? And how does selling cars help you race better? I mean, moving at cliche-type questions, um, so how does it? How do they? Do, are they two separate things, or do they go, you know, side by side? Well, the racing, uh, the selling cars helps me racing because depending on the person, um, like say if they have their business or something like that, and I'll work the deal out on a pickup truck, a van, or whatever it is, and I'll say, listen, like you can be like a sponsor, get me, you know, a sticker or a vinyl, I'll put it on the car, so it's like you're sponsoring a race car. It kind of gives them a little bit of leverage because it's like, hey, we sponsor a race car. The business seems cooler in that aspect. Um, but when I sell certain new cars, there's spin money. 
that spin money is my racing budget for the year. So when yeah, the the, the spin money is my racing budget. So the, and I'll tell everybody I got listening right now. Marissa already hit me up uh, <laughs> earlier, like a year ago, for a sponsorship. So sorry. <laughs> If Tasca if Tasca retires, we'll make it a consideration. Uh we may soup you up to a to a nitro funny car. Oh um, my god. What are some of your pa- what's another passion you have outside of selling cars and uh and racing? Because that's all I see of you uh through your Facebook. It's uh, it's all a really those are your two really hardcore passions. You've gotta have a third one in there. What's your third passion? Uh uh, I'm kind of a one-trick pony. I'm, tr- I'm a one-trick okay. pony, but um, the other thing a lot of people see me doing with my uh, my my Facebook feed, my Instagram at Go Red Racer, um, you see a lot of videos of me gardening. I'll do um, like this weekend. I got poison ivy, and it feels fantastic. And I, they'll see I do manual labor over the weekend. You know, bad enough. I'm I'm grinding all day every day sending bombs, doing video emails, doing this and that, and then I go home and I, I don't rest. So um, I do physical labor uh, in my backyard. I've been putting my house, my condo together with painting every room. Uh, just stuff that everyday people do, landscaping and painting houses. <laughs> I don't garden, so I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Every day. No, I see what you're saying. So you kind of be a homebody as well. All right, so you ready for your yeah. final and last question? I don't want it to be over. You don't want it to be over, but I got to time restraints. See, people just don't listen to these very long. I like that you and I have, and if there's kind of a nonchalant kind of a conversation between you and I, you and I have known each other for over a year now. We've met in person twice. Uh, you are a, a really uh, interesting and, and amazing person to hang out with. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, kiss your butt like our, our industry tends to do that. Our industry tends to either, you know, really kiss somebody's butt or really push them down into the ground. I want to say on a scale of 1 to 10, you are definitely a 9.4 when it comes to personality, when it comes to drive, when it comes to passion. Um, but I do have to ask you, which is more satisfying to you? Um, Closing a, a four pounder, or maybe setting a new record in a quarter mile. Mmm. Was that a good question? Mmm. Yeah. The question that got me saying, "Mmm." Huh. Doing a track record, or having a big a big deal. I'm talking huge on the front, huge on the back. What's that? Yeah, the one wash, the one washes the other hand. If you think about it, the four pounder will wash the race. Yeah, that'll pay for the, the like if the spin that there's the spin money right there, and a little bit more. But which one gets you more excited? Which one gets your blood pumping? Which one puts those you know little tiny hairs on the back of your neck straight up on end? The racing. The racing will always, like, get me more excited. You know, I don't, you know, yes, it's great having a four-pounder or a, a, a 21G deal that I had a year ago. Yeah. Those things are cool and all, but um, at the end of the day, like, I, I'm usually happy that I got someone in a new car, more so than the amount of money that I'm making off the deal. It's good to make money off the deal, tell you that, because that's what we're in the business for, but um, I care more about the customer in that sense than the person. But, yeah, racing is the, the thing that really pumps my adrenaline. 
And just for uh, for our team that is going to be putting together, you know, your in the box article, uh, I know that you are you pride yourself on on your online presence. Um, I'm going to let you go ahead and get all of your you know your top places. But where is the number one spot online when it comes to social, when it comes to any of that, that you would like people to connect with you? Is it Instagram? Is it YouTube? Is it Facebook? Where where is the number one? If they could only pick one, what would you pick? Ah, um, what are we what are we looking to get out of it? Are we looking for? Well, it's going to be mostly. It's going to be probably mostly people in the industry, not customers. So more of a networking opportunity. People that can learn from you, see what you're doing, maybe steal your ideas, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, I would I would say Facebook because I, I have my most presence is on Facebook, but I hit my five thousand person limit already. And I have to clean up. Joey, I might have to take you out so I could oh, get some, some take, blood in there. I mean, yeah, a, a year. I mean, that's pretty stagnant, man. Like, uh, boyfriends don't last a year. Come on, Joe. Well, I can, <laughs> I can tell you that we have 288 mutual friends on Facebook. So not only could you take me out, but you could probably take out 288 other people as well. Uh, especially your, especially your competition up there in Brooklyn, New York, El Patron with uh, Brooklyn Mitsubishi. Yeah, him and I have had a few conversations, and it's uh, definitely interesting to uh, yeah. see that people are try or like nice and be competition is different. You can get rid of you know Mike Phillips and uh, Jerry Peppers and the guys you met and the girls you met at the Rockstar Automotive conferences. They yeah, no, I can, I can get rid of Peppers. Um, I get rid of Matt, um, Sean Hayes. I'd get rid of. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, some of the guys down at Dan Cummings. I mean, those people are phenomenal people. I, I, I already follow them on their other sources. So, I mean, you know. You know, you have, you have close to 1,300 people that follow you on Facebook. So they're still going to add you. They're just going to have to follow you. And that's not a bad thing. That's really, It'll be like really a, unique. Dear, it's really good. Joey, I'm going to have yeah. to send a message. Dear friend. Um, thank you for being my friend, but I have decided that I need you to be a follower instead. <laughs> no, I think, I think what you can do is we can even help you with this, is that you do a Facebook purge and you find out how many of the 5,000 people that are connected with you on Facebook are just really thirsty. You find the thirsty ones first, you cut them out, right, and, and then you move on from there. Joey, I need the thirsty ones. This, this is this is the reason, you know, with the with the followers. They're, they are well, the thirsty ones. Are the They're the people that watch things. You haven't read the latest issue of Modern Dealership Magazine, which I need to make sure you get, the June 2018, because I interviewed Christina Coverdale with uh, uh, Volkswagen, at least some at Volkswagen, uh, just here in Kansas City. She is uh, she's a millennial. She's young like you. Uh, she has a special kind of strategy that it comes to using Tinder uh, in getting uh, in getting ups uh, in leads. Uh, it's in it's in the magazine. You've got to see she's she's in a relationship. Her boyfriend knows that she does it, and it's very very unique. Uh, I'm still sitting on the fence on whether I think it's deception or absolutely genius. So I will let you check it out. Anybody that's listening to this to this um, interview, make sure you go to Modern Dealer. Com. Check out the latest issue and look for the uh, interview with Christina Coverdale. Uh, you've got to check it out, Marissa. And, and maybe you two need to connect as well. So um, <laughs> it's, uh, I think that it would, it would take a pressure off of your Facebook game. 
she uses, and I'll give you a little bit more of an insight, <laughs> Snapchat as well. She pushes to Snapchat, and you'll, you'll learn all about it in the latest yeah. issue of Modern Dealership. What's up? I use Snapchat. Yeah, but you should see her plan, her strategy of, of what she does. So, hey, thanks for your time. I know I'm going to get you back. Uh, did you close that deal? You you had, you're running late. We're an hour behind on the interview. It doesn't really matter because it goes out as a recording. But I got to know, did you close the deal that made you late? I did not. He's got to figure out uh, who are going to be registered, either him or his um, separated wife. I got you. All right. Don't be afraid to ask for the money. <laughs> and I know you're not ever. Thanks again, all right?